You are listening to The Tech Chef Podcast, episode number 50, April 12th, 2022. Hi, I'm Abe Ng, the CEO of Sushimaki, and this is The Tech Chef Podcast. Off-premise strategy, business continuity, how about a taste test of restaurant technology, drive-through or curbside, mobile apps or AI, it's all on the menu. Well, welcome to the Tech Chef. This is your host, Skip Kimple, coming to you from the Restaurant Leadership Conference here in the desert of Arizona. If this is your first time joining, you have found the industry's most popular podcast related to the restaurant, hotel, and hospitality industry. Make sure you don't miss a show by subscribing to the show right now using your favorite podcast software or app. And for all of you that are returning to hear what I have to say this week, well, welcome back. Today, I have a well-known South Florida operator on the show, Abe Ng, who is the founder and CEO of Sushimaki. South Florida's award-winning leader in innovative Japanese cuisine, serving fresh, premium-quality food throughout Miami, Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. In this role, he oversees the strategic development and management of the 25 locations owned and operated under the Sushimaki and Canton Chinese brand names, and is a partner with Whole Foods Markets for the sushi stations in the South Florida region stores. A Miami native, Abe serves on various boards, including the Greater Miami Convention and Visitor Bureau, National Christian Foundation, Big Brothers Big Sisters of Miami, the Cornell University Hospitality Entrepreneurship Advisory Board, City to City Miami, and the Florida Restaurant Association. Abe was recognized as one of Miami Herald's 20 Under 40 and the South Florida Business Journal's 40 Under 40. Abe was recently honored as Ultimate CEO by the South Florida Business Journal and was a regional finalist for the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award. In 2018, Sushimaki was awarded Whole Foods Market Supplier of the Year for the Florida region. Abe, thank you so much for joining us today. You have a very impressive uh, restaurant uh, chain. Well, I guess you can call it a chain um, down here in Florida that has really caught the attention of the community. Can you give me a little brief introduction behind your background and your history of Sushimaki? Yeah. So thanks for having me, Skip. It's, just, uh, it's always fun to do this and to connect with uh, friends in the industry and, and adjacent industries. But um, Sushimaki and story about me is uh, I was born into the restaurant business. Um, my parents are immigrants to this country from Hong Kong, and uh, I grew up in the back of a Chinese takeout restaurant here in uh, the Miami metro area and uh, worked in the restaurant throughout middle school um, and uh, went to university in upstate New York. And after school, um, after a brief stint in public accounting, I got back into the, uh, the restaurant business, um, starting a a fast casual burrito shop, and uh, eventually that converted to what's now Sushimaki. And uh, also at the same time, we kind of joined forces. Um, the business that I started with the family business, which was a, a Chinese 
uh, restaurant chain. Uh, Mom and dad grew it into a chain of uh, many restaurants. Um, and uh, we have what we have today, and that is 25 units of, uh, of sushi maki. Uh, there's still a, a single unit of the Canton left, and it's still operated and, uh, and run and, and owned by, uh, by the same family. Are you only located in the state of Florida? Yeah, so we are in uh, what's known as the Tri-County area, Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach County, and all of our locations are, are, are here. Well, that explains your restaurant background and experience, but I also noticed that you um, graduated from uh, Cornell and also the Harvard Business School. What have you taken from your college experience to basically running your business today? Yes. Yeah, so um, as far as college, um, I uh, wanted a very different experience, you know, growing up in Miami, right, year-round um, kind of tropical weather. I wanted a really uh, quintessential Northeast kind of college experience, and Cornell had a, had a, uh, had a terrific hospitality program, uh, which I knew I had a lot of interest in. And what did I take from it? I, I think uh, uh, everything. Um, uh, I think the, the, the program at Cornell is like an undergraduate business program. Uh, but that focuses, you know, all of its instruction and case study on hospitality. Uh, so I really, you know, gained a vocabulary about, um, you know, the key uh, things in the restaurant business. Uh, I, I also uh, developed a, a fantastic network. Um, I actually had a had a had a coffee yesterday with one of my professors from Cornell, who was in Miami with students. Um, it's a it's a terrific alumni association at the hotel school um, that, that Cornell has. So, um, yeah. So uh, that that's that's what I, I take from it. I, I go back regularly to still speak and um, uh, connect with students. We've hired full time uh, graduates as well as interns, uh, students that are maybe midstream in their uh, schooling careers, uh, both the uh, undergraduate as well as the graduate level. So I'm a, a huge. A fan of, of everything to do with the, the hotel school, uh, now called the Nolan School at uh, Cornell University. Well, I can tell your network reaches deep, and I'll tell you why. Not only do you have physical brick and mortar locations, but I was in Whole Foods the other day. I re- recently moved back down to South Florida, and I'm walking past the sushi section, and there is Sushi Maki. I also saw that you're involved with the universities, and you have hospital locations, and also at the airport. So, I have a feeling that all comes down to relationships because that's not a normal venue uh, for a restaurant business to take. So it's uh, the, the story behind that is you know, Miami is a is a big city, right? A big metro area, but it's still a, like most communities, still a small town. So you're right; it comes down to relationships. Um, we call that division our non-traditional uh, division, and we have a location uh, at Baptist Hospital, which is funny enough the hospital that I was born at and the system that my kids were all born at. So yes, it came down to a relationship about they had a restaurant space available. Um, they saw what we were doing uh, locally at the universities as well as the, um, uh, the, um, uh, the airport. We actually opened up at the airport when the operators there, uh, a local Cuban family who um, has the concessions at the airport called us and asked us if we'd be interested, Sushimaki, to partner with them and license our brand uh, for them to operate Sushimaki. And the answer was, uh, was a yes. After getting to know them a little bit and, and really uh, feeling that they would do a good job of caring for our, um, our, our baby and our brand, 
and it's been an incredible uh, 12-year uh, partnership there where you know one of the busiest sushi restaurants in town is the sushi maki at um, at the american airlines terminal at miami international airport um you know but probably the, the most interesting story about our non-traditional division is how we got into whole foods market um and this happened about 2007 when we opened up our commissary we built it um significantly bigger than what we needed to uh, support our restaurants so we had some capacity that we had to fill and we looked at on a whiteboard you know what were the other venues that sold sushi and supermarkets was was one of the verticals and uh we looked at brands and and companies like Winn-Dixie, Publix, um, Wild Oats, and Whole Foods Market. And we felt that Whole Foods had the most kind of shared values, uh, as well as um, kind of customer profile uh, that was most closely aligned with Sushi Maki. So I, I called, cold called uh, the, the, the purchaser there, and eventually I got a hold of the decision maker. Her name is Roshni Desai. And for the better part of two years, um, I called her and sent her samples. We did multiple tastings. Um, I learned that she was going to be in Japan for a conference with some of her um, teammates. And I actually booked a ticket uh, to go to Japan. And I bumped into her there and said, what a coincidence. You're here. Sushi Maki is here. Let's talk about putting a Sushi Maki in your, your venue. And eventually I wore her down. She gave us an opportunity to put a sushi maki uh, in Coral Gables, Florida. And we worked tirelessly to make sure that um, people were buying the sushi and, you know, letting the store team leader know um, that uh, how great, you know, it was to have a local brand there. And, um, you know, 11 years later, uh, we've got 12 venues at Whole Foods Market and, and more that are opening on the way. So, you know, I guess uh, restaurants need to diversify. Um, I think uh, many restaurateurs now are starting, you know, in packaged goods. Um, you know, we look at diversification as being in non-traditional venues like 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 airports and hospitals, uh, hotels in our catering division and and air and in um, supermarkets. So yeah, that's a little bit about the sushi maki. Uh, an important part about it that we, we we're not just a restaurant company, but we're a sushi company um, throughout. South Florida. That's amazing. And by the way, I never believe in coincidences. Everything happens for reasons. And that is an amazing story that you have behind that. Regarding your uh, brick and mortar locations, what POS system are you guys running there? So we use a Toast uh, POS system. Uh, We've been using it for uh, almost five years now. Okay. And the technology stack that you've built within your organization over the years how has that technology played a role in the success of your company? Technology is so important. It's, it's, it's how you can uh, grab information, organize information so that you equip uh, your operators uh, to, to run and drive the business. And it's, it's all got to work. I'm not a technology person by background, but I know how important it is to, uh, to respect it, to invest in it, to be patient with it. Um, and, and prior to Toast, you know, we've used uh, Aloha and we've used PosiTouch. Um, but, you know, when we were kind of looking at, uh, you know, what's the, the core of the tech stack? Is it the point of sale system? Is it the, you know, the above store system? 
So I, you know, I've, I've sat in, in meetings, probably sometimes saying more than I should because I, I don't even know enough to be dangerous. But uh, <laughs> I think it touches everything, right? <laughs> your marketing, your operations, your finance, and um, but it, it is it is so critically important. Um, you know, just just everything from the above store and, and the corporate support all the way to um, at the store level. You know, does your Wi-Fi work for your guests? It's it's all connected. Well, what's interesting about that, the fact that you brought that up about what was the core piece of technology behind your infrastructure and your tech stack, there's been recent discussion with my colleagues about the POS because the POS used to be the core of everything. Now there seems to be a shift with the amount of data available in the marketing side that your CRM tool really becomes the core of your system because data is so powerful. How important is marketing data to the growth plan and the success and how you, how do you leverage it? Yeah. So that's where the growth has been Um, prior to COVID. Certainly during COVID is uh, on a lot of these third party platforms and who owns the customer data. Is it them? You know, are we trying to improve our, 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 our ordering experience so that people come to us and, and then we can capture that data and retarget it on, on social. So to answer your question, I, I, I do think, you know, what's the hub? Um, and once you make a bet, you know, you, 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 you can't shift on the dime because these are big investments. When you have multiple units, um, uh, you know, there, there's, there's the cost of implementation, the cost, the cost of supporting it, as well as just the learning curve, right, for the organization. And anytime you make a shift, uh, whether it's with loyalty or gift cards, you know, it, you know, to change behavior at all levels, at, at the guest level, uh, at the at the unit, you know, you know, manager level, as well as the support, um, you know, you have to be really thoughtful because it's so disruptive to the core of our business, which is you know serving, you know, really fabulous food and clean restaurants. That's 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 why we're in business. Um, it's enabled and propelled by technology, but we're, we're you know, we, we don't have uh, an army uh, of, uh, of a tech team to be able to, to consistently, you know, iterate and tweak and develop. We, we, we are just users of the systems that are developed and, you know, kind of the more um, uh, of a proof of, of like working together on those systems, the better it is for us. You know, it's interesting because a lot of the guests I have on the show are technologists. Um, You, as a a SMB, you are, and, you know, you fit right in the SMB market. Everybody has a different definition of SMB, but, you know, I consider SMB 50 units and under. You have and are touching more of the technology than your average um, CEO out there, which is interesting. And it's a very interesting perspective because, I'm curious, because of what you've seen, what technology do you wish existed that would make your life easier and your business more successful? Yeah, so I, I, I do think that um, if we can get platforms that can um, have more of the elements but give us still the functionality, you know, and I'll give you an example. If it's an or- online ordering experience, you know, how do we grab some of the, uh, you know, the customizations and the like last minute orderings that a Chick-fil-A or a Starbucks app does? And, 
you know, a lot of these kind of white label things don't have that. So uh, that's on the wish list. You know, when you're a small company, you have to kind of like utilize what's out there. But just the way they, they, they interact, um, and, and if I could wave a, a magic wand, it would be when we're vetting these companies, um, uh, for us to have a better understanding of what is um, something that they want to do on the roadmap and what they have done already. Now, we do our best. I'm a student of the industry, you know, through my networks to talk to uh, other restaurant uh, operators and CEOs about, you know, did you implement this piece of technology? They say they can do this for us. Uh, do you utilize that functionality? Does it really work? Or, you know, I don't know how many times we, we've, you know, said in the background, and I won't name names, but like this was promised to us. And when it came time for the rubber to hit the road, like it doesn't do it or they're working on it. And um, yeah, so it's 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 hard. I, I get it. It's it's you know as a small software company or, or or technology company, they need to prioritize what's on their uh, roadmap. But you know, for things to work better and for companies maybe to come at us, you know, um, it, with with ecosystems as opposed to just you know uh, making us fish because as a, as a small company under fifty units. You know, we, we, we just don't have the um, uh, kind of the uh, the brainpower or horsepower to, to do a lot of that integration. Yep, I completely understand your position and, and the challenges that you face in that area. Abe, where do you see your company in the next five years? So we see a lot of growth with the, 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 the digital or third-party um, kind of world. I think delivery is here to stay. People are so uh, enamored by the convenience of it, uh, whether it's coming, you know, to the offices or to the homes. Uh, we see that continuing uh, to grow. Uh, we, see, we see that Whole Foods, uh, our partners there are, are, are growing new stores um, and uh, they're trying to incorporate more of what we do, sushi and Asian food, onto their online ordering platforms. And interestingly, you know, when it comes to Whole Foods Market and Amazon, we actually have third-party delivery um, with uh, one of the platforms, DoorDash, coming out of Whole Foods now. So th there is so much competition for off-premise, you know, whether it's from uh, ghost kitchens uh, that, that, that we're not, you know, you know, involved in, in terms of like the, the reefs of the world. Um, there's, you know, coming out of our own restaurants or coming out of non-traditionals too. So um, we, we, we just see there's more and more of that, you know, the, the footprints uh, change in size. Um, uh, you know, we've looked at and, and explored maybe licensing our name for other people to operate the Sushi Maki. We're a little less keen on that because we see all the things and all the challenges in operating our own restaurants when it's our own kitchens and our own employees. And, you know, when you offload that, you know, to, to someone else, you know, that, that complexity, you know, to us seems like it could be overwhelming. So we, we're just trying to get our own 25 locations right, um, you know, get the solid processes. Uh, but we do think there's a lot of kind of kind of growth available. And just, you know, Skip, you're, you're a Florida guy and, and you're back in South Florida. We just think that we're uh, in, a, in a, an incredible state that's business friendly, 
there's so much migration from all over the country here that the population's growing. It's uh, the people that are coming are, are definitely have a high willingness to spend sophisticated pallets. So we think there's so much growth um, in the Miami metro area, in the tri-county area. And we can see easily, you know, doubling our business um, in, in the next um, in uh, several years and eventually tripling the size of the business and staying just in the tri-county area. So uh, the, the, there's so much opportunity here. Um, we just need to grow our systems and most importantly, find the right people, right, um, uh, along all the business units, marketing, technology, operations, finance, uh, you know, develop, development, construction, all of those disciplines need to uh, continue to be um, uh, nurtured in our own organization to capitalize on, on just the, uh, the boundless opportunities. Well, I've got one last question for you because, you know, you're talking about your growth plan and doubling the size of your company over the years, over the upcoming years. What makes your sushi excel beyond the multitude of competitors out there? Is it the quality of food? Is there something special about it? What, what sets you aside from everybody else? Yeah, I think, and, and that's the right question, right? Um, it's, it's not difficult to see the opportunity and one of the, the hotter segments is Asian food in general and, and sushi in specific. Um, what makes us different? And I, I think that uh, it comes down to uh, the way of motivating our people and giving them a sense of purpose. And we talk about this in our management uh, kickoff uh, for the quarter today where, number one, we have to pay people right the right benefits. Number two, we got to continue to teach them uh, and train them so that they're learning. And number three, you know, is there an authentic purpose um, so that they can connect? Um, we all know that this generation, future generations, they will make trade-offs in, in some of these other areas, but they got to feel like a company uh, is more than just about a profit, more than just a paycheck. Um, and for us at Sushi Maki, our heroic goal is to spread goodness uh, we are a big part of the community. There, there's no more generous company about supporting uh, Little League and foundations and charities and Sushimaki. Uh, we get asked to do more, but we, we do a lot. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why we were so uh, successfully supported by the community during the pandemic. Um, I think spreading goodness also, you know, is about our commitment to uh, the broader environment, um, uh, having sustainable fish. Uh, our partnership with Whole Foods has opened our eyes to sustainable seafood. Um, more than half of our sushi, or half, half of our seafood is sustainably raised, is sustainably um, caught, uh, wild caught, like our tuna. Uh, our, our fish, uh, our salmon is all sustainably raised. Uh, in Northern Europe, mostly the Faroe Islands, um, our Kanikama crab is, uh, is, is sustainable. Um, it's MSC, Marine Stewardship Certified, um, third party. So it's not just what we say, it's what we do. So I think that makes a big difference. And the last little bit about spreading goodness is, you know, being good for body, uh, health and wellness. Um, all of our seafood in our sushi bars is free of artificial flavors, preservatives, uh, there's no MSG, there's no fillers. Um, you know, our Kanikama crab, for example, everybody else's uses red dye coloring number five. We use a tomato extract for, uh, for, the, uh, for the coloring. And, and, and a lot of this is a result of our, you know, multi-year partnership with Whole Foods where we've learned so much about being responsible um, uh, procurers of seafood. And we just want to 
connect some of our learnings that we have had with Whole Foods Market into our restaurants. And I think that makes us different than every other sushi bar, certainly in Florida. And there's only a handful, uh, I think, of uh, sushi companies that care as much about the environment and about the uh, the um, uh, the communities as Sushi Maki. And I think that is what I hope um, allows our frontline team members, all team members, frankly, to connect to a larger purpose and just the paycheck or just a job. Because, you know, gosh, we spend 24, 25% of our, our lives working. And we, we want to make sure that um, uh, people really uh, feel like they're doing more um, and have a higher purpose in working with Sushi Maki. So, you know, I hope that answers your, your question, Skip. Um, it's something that I'm certainly passionate about. I think a lot about that, particularly uh, when I get the opportunity to uh, address our managers and uh, uh, address, you know, uh, people maybe even outside of our, of our um, inner circle at Sushi Maki. Well, I think you explained it very well. And you, your passion definitely comes through as you talk about the quality of your food. And it, you know, once your employees know that, your team members, they become proud of the brand that they're working for and they're representing it. And that truly has an impact on the, all of the touch points uh, with your guests coming into your restaurants. And obviously the quality of the food is certainly going to affect the taste and people coming back to you. I can't believe actually our time's up already. And I want to thank you for coming on the show, Abe. And I certainly do appreciate your time today and talking about your amazing operation. And I only wish the best for you and the success of your company. I will be anticipating and closely watching your growth in the years to come. Well, thank you, Skip. I don't be a stranger. Come down to Miami. Let's let's uh, let's have some sushi and uh, look at some technology together. Uh, you've always been an incredible. Uh, support to me personally and to our team. You know, it's uh, whenever there's, there's, a, there's a question, we said, what does Skip think about this? So, and, <laughs> and uh, that's the truth. Well, thank you, Abe. Have a wonderful day and thank you so much again for joining. If you are ever in South Florida or just simply flying to the Miami airport, make sure you try Sushi Maki for some really good quality food. My wife and I just the other night went before this trip and was once again impressed by the flavor profiles and really the freshness of what we ordered. If you'd like to reach out to me or the show, you can do so via everything social at Constrata or everything at Skip Kimple. This includes Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Of course, you can always hear these episodes on the Constrata website at constrata.io or you can hear all of the previous episodes back to episode number one by going to skipkimple.com and you can see the show notes there as well. And of course, you can email me with any questions or comments at skip.kimple at constrata.io. Well, that's a wrap for today. My first day here has been so jam-packed that I barely have time to rest. Now, having said that, I'm grabbing some good interviews with business leaders here at the show. Okay, you can hear that music being played in the background, which means my microphone is about to be cut off. So as always, say it with me. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay hungry, my friends.